Hey there, you're listening to Radio Lounge, the voice of creative entrepreneurs. All right, so this the whole point of this uh, this setup that we have here is to get to know uh, some of um, some of the awesome guests that we have here. Each one of them has his own signature, his own strengths, and his own uh, lesson we can all take out from here. So how it's going to happen is that I'm going to be asking a question, and each one of you is going to be answering them. Don't feel shy to share personal details, you know, to get to to get people to understand, you know, to really get the core out of your message. Don't don't be shy to share numbers, you know, all those things. We're trying to learn. We're trying to learn exactly, exactly. So just to give the audience a bit of context, can you tell me in like one minute a bit about you, like where you came from? Did you grow up here? What was your journey, college, up until the point that you started your company or whatever business you're working on? And that you're sitting here tonight. Cool. Carmel, do you want to start? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm yeah. the closest one to you, so I'll start. Hi, everyone. My name is Carmelo, and I'm currently a student at Concordia. I'm, doing, I'm studying uh, economics. So my journey into, um, let's say, the men's uh, street style fashion influencing thing started in 2012. 2012-2013, uh, when Instagram first started to pop off. Um, I started to go to school downtown, so that's where I started to see a lot of um, the way people dressed, and it kind of, um, it influenced me, actually, and uh, when uh, mood boards on Pinterest started to become a thing, I drew inspiration from there, so I started just posting photos on Instagram when it was really, really small, and uh, I would just post daily photos and did that for a few years, and, you know, uh, started with just my iPhone, and now, mm-hmm. like, here we are, so, I don't know. Yeah. Love it. Hi, so my name is Bianca, and uh, I'm born and raised in Montreal. Um, So I actually hated fashion when I was younger. I thought it was super materialistic. I thought, oh my God, that's not an industry I would like to be in. But uh, then as I got older and needed to find a job downtown because I went to uh, Dawson College, I applied to my favorite retail store. And then from there, um, at the age of 21, I ended up managing a clothing store called Kuka. And from there, I met so many people that I realized needed help finding fashion, like what fits good on me, what looks good. And then I realized like, okay, like not everybody finds it easy to fit in clothes that they feel comfortable in, that they kind of want to express themselves in. So slowly, I think once I started managing a store, Um, I started helping people find their way through their own fashion and it made me really feel comfortable like okay I think I think I have something going for me in terms of fashion and I was managing the store on the street Mount Royal so it's not too far from here and when it wasn't busy in the winter months my boss used to tell me you know Bianca like when it's not busy and you're two in the store you guys can try on clothes in the back and make it seem like there's people in the store and take pictures and post them on your Instagram accounts. Like, don't worry, feel free to do so. And then from there, I started posting on my stories a whole bunch of outfits, come to Kuka, look at the fun new collections we got. And I think I got really good positive responses from that. And that's really what started getting me going on Instagram because I realized it was a great platform to kind of reach out to people and have them excited about fashion and get inspiration. That was long, I'm sorry. That was great. <laughs> 
Hi, so my name is Yule and I was born in Russia. I immigrated with my parents here about 13 years ago, so that's where my accent is from. <laughs> and um, I started blogging about seven years ago when Instagram just started. It was very different back then, so I like connecting with other people who liked fashion back then, who liked photography, food photography as well. And uh, then I saw an opportunity in that. I started working with brands, and I thought it was really fun. I was getting some free stuff, you know, <laughs> that I liked. Uh, and then it transformed into like passion for social media as well. So for the last uh, year, I worked as a social media manager, and then I started my own social media agency. So that's it. Feel free to ask questions. <laughs> Hi everyone, my name is Danny. I was born and raised here. I basically started fashion just for the fun of it because I dressed like any emo teens back in the age of 14, like long shorts, long shirts, sneakers. But I started watching Suits and eventually stumbled upon Kingsman. And I started getting into menswear a lot more, so I started dressing up more and more and eventually I got to a point where I started working as a made to measure specialist and fabric consultant at Somazura. Now I work as a consultant on the side. I'm also a photographer and I have two companies currently, Renaissance and Regiment of Kings. On top of that, uh, my journey to social media was basically just posting a bunch of random pictures, you know, get my phone to some friends, shoot this, shoot that. And eventually my friend said, hey, you should probably start giving some advice to some people. So I said, yeah, sure. So I opened my blog, I started writing a lot more, I started posting a lot more suits, but my blogs were like 2,000 words long, and you know me, I can barely read a book, so it was kind of hard to write. But yeah, that was my journey. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoy the conference. Nice. Awesome, awesome, I love it. Uh, so now I'd really like to get to know, to get some tactical advice from you. I'd like, as an entrepreneur myself, I know that the hardest thing is actually getting started. Getting started with just finding your idea, just jumping, making that jump. So I'd like to know exactly how, what was the jump? How was, tell me about the jump. What was, for example, you told me that you started on Instagram. How, how did you start coming up with ideas? For Julia, where did you put, set up a website? Was it WordPress? I want to know the jump that got you uh, that got you started. Do you want to start, Danny? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. So the best advice I give to people is just do it. No one, no ideas will come by if you don't actually do it. So the thing is that all of us here we worked hard to get where the point we are, but it didn't come from one day to another. We started something. It didn't work. Nothing will ever work on the first try, and if it works on the first try, then yeah, good on you. But nothing ever works on the first try, so the thing I tell people is just start it. As you go on with it, you can refine it slowly and slowly to get it to where you are, and eventually it's going to pop up. It's going to blow up. You're going to have a lot of fun doing it. But just, just start it. Nothing comes. A lot of people all around here just say, I have an idea to do this. I have an idea to do that. But nothing comes by. So at the end of the day, just start your ideas. Start slowly but surely, and eventually you'll get there. So 
know, I agree with Danny a lot. Like the best advice I think is like just get started and try not to be uh, too much a perfectionist because that was always one of my mistakes at the beginning. I always wanted to get that perfect picture of me. Like I was always like arguing with my boyfriends at the time <laughs> or my friends, like this picture, I look fat here, like I look disgusting, <laughs> like no one would like this picture, you know, or it's like it's not sharp enough or like exposure is not good. But like social media and like being a blogger is not about that at all. It's about more connecting with people, sharing your experience, like giving them advice. So that's it. Mm. Yeah, so I have to agree with what was just said. You definitely just need to start somewhere, whether that's taking a picture of yourself, asking a family member to take a picture of you if social media and uh, photography is where you want to go. I think on my end, I was lucky because I actually studied communications while well, I'm I'm finishing actually um, my undergrad now. Uh, studied communications, so I was able to network with a lot of people that love photography, that love video, that were all creatives, and really were always looking for people who would either need to be an extra in a video or be their model. So I think I was able to make a good network in university, and from there I started reaching out to people. You know what? I think this would be a good start for me, seeing that I'm a manager at a store. Like, I need someone to maybe take pictures for me. And from there, I became more comfortable with myself. And of course, um, my boyfriend too started taking my pictures as well. So uh, from there, I think it just like worked out for me in that way. So I'm very lucky. All right. So yeah, basically, um, I couldn't agree more with what everyone said. Uh, I want to go to a point that Nani said, where at the beginning, you're, you're, I, I don't want to say you're going to fail, but there are going to be roadblocks where you're going to come to and you're going to realize, okay, this may not be for me. Like I thought. When I first got into, let's say, clothing, when I was in 2012, 2013, um, I don't know if anybody else thinks this way, but when you think of men's fashion, for me, by default, I thought of suits, right? So, like, I was trying to, uh, you know, um, try and make suits look good, and I was buying these different blazers and uh, slack pants and dress shoes, and it came to a point where I'm like, hey, this is not for me. Like, I don't really mess with the whole suit thing. So, that was after, like, about a year of doing, like, half, like, semi-casual and half, like, suits, and, like, I'm like well, this freaking sucks. Like, I just spent, like, a year posting photos of stupid suits, and now I don't even want to do it anymore. So I was like, I'm sorry, Danny, but, like, so that's just one of the things where I didn't, I didn't have to, like, start over, but I'm like, all right, so this is fun. Like, posting photos is fun. Like Yulia said, getting, like, um, like sponsored stuff is fun, but I don't want to start getting suits. I don't want to start getting, like, like eaten of Sweden shirts. Like, that's not for me. Like, I want to get, like, I want to grow an audience that looks at me as, like, like a street style type of person, right? So I kind of started to venture more into that and it was a completely different thing. Like it's still in the domain of men's fashion, but it's a different branch. So I, was, I did a year of, I'm not gonna say it was a failure, it was a learning experience, but um, for me it was more about growing a following who when they thought of street style in Montreal, they thought of me, right? I didn't want it, like Danny has the suit thing locked down. Like he's like the one you look to if you're looking for something like that. And uh, I want it to be more on like the other end, so. Uh, yeah, don't be afraid to start because if you never start, you'll never go anywhere. So, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah that All right, now I think Ian is going to like this question. I really want to get to know how do you make a living? How, how do you fund your lifestyle? Is it through brand sponsorship? Do you sell products? How do you do it? Again, don't be shy to share the numbers, how many sponsorships you get, what do you charge? We're counting on you. Oh, God. 
Okay, Dan, you start. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like the worst here. Uh, okay. Okay, whatever. I'll start. It's all good. So we already know each other before coming here, yeah. actually. Yeah. Just yeah. to give you guys a heads up. Yeah, we're already all like buddies. So um, for me, I don't, I don't do... Um, I don't want to call it influencing, but like Instagram, like full time. I actually have a, a job that I have, like a day job. Um, I do this mostly on like whenever I have time. So after work, it's a little bit harder in the winter because it gets dark at around like four o'clock. So it's kind of hard to shoot like at four o'clock when it's dark. Um, but in the summer, like uh, I'm always out shooting with my buddy Simon. He's in the front, my girlfriend over here. So um, yeah, as far as brand sponsorships, um, when I first started out, like I always saw these huge influencers, this is like in 2012, getting like a bunch of this and a bunch of that and, you know, paid sponsorship with so-and-so and I'm like, how do I get that? Like, that's like, like I'm doing all the same things, like I'm posting photos, like I'm using the, the freaking hashtags, like how is this going to work for me, you know? And it gets frustrating, but you have to kind of just like tough it out and, uh, and you know, your turn will come and mine uh, did. Um, unfortunately now I feel like the influencer space is a bit, it is saturated, there is still um, space to make a living. If you're, um, like, if you started, like, if you started to take your audience a lot more seriously years and years and years ago, uh, I think it's um, a little bit easier to make a living off that today. Uh, if you're just starting out now, it's it's gonna be really hard. I'm telling you right now, it's gonna be very difficult. No, it really is. Like, I'm not here to uh, like. I, th I don't think anyone's here to kind of sugarcoat the whole thing. Like, it's the truth, you know. And. Um, yeah, there, there are, I do a lot of paid sponsorships. It's not enough to, let's say, sustain my like lifestyle, unfortunately. Um, you wanna know like numbers for real? Like, is that a thing? Real number. Real numbers, okay. Um, well, the biggest, the biggest sponsorship I did, I'm not gonna mention the brand, but the biggest sponsorship I did, I got, it was like a, basically a box full of clothing, about maybe like half the size of this thing, like it was a really big box. And I had to choose, I think, th I think it was three or four outfits. And it was like a month-long campaign. So every week I had to post like one or two photos per outfit. <laughs> Danny, don't, don't say a word. And it was nice. I got $500 for that. It was really good. Like, I didn't even ask for that. Like, I would have taken the clothes for free. Like, I wouldn't have cared getting paid because it was a brand that I loved. So that was just one of the, the few. And I remember the first time that I ever got paid to post a photo on my Instagram, I was in awe, like I was like in heaven, and it was it wasn't even a lot. I think it was like sixty bucks. Like it was it was like I think two years ago, and it was the best day of my life. So I'm like, I'm like, if this can really be a thing, then I'm gonna take this more seriously. And I think I've been taking it very seriously until now, and um, I can I hope to continue this and pursue this long term and see where it takes me. That's awesome. Here you go. Um, Wait, did you repeat the question? <laughs> Before yeah, you like, move on, uh, I was so like getting involved in what he was saying. Uh, was like the best day of your life. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's so, basically how do you how do you how do you, how do you make money? Okay, so <laughs> I knew some woman would love in the audience. Oh, really? but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So. Um, that's a great question because I think the only time I actually started getting paid was actually this year. And I had a job the whole time when I started going into the whole social media route. Um, so I was a manager. I made sure the entire time I had a full-time job behind the scenes. So half the time that I've been on social media, you knew what I was doing. I think the last few months I've been in a totally different domain that no one knows on my social media. So I actually just 
have a full-time job like everyone else. It's very regular. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say boring. But um, in terms of getting paid on social media, the most that I've ever been paid is um, $250 for a post. It wasn't in fashion, actually. It was more lifestyle. And I think that comes really with time. And what brands look for the most is kind of like, not only what you represent in terms of like, are you lifestyle, are you fashion, but who you are as a person and the values that you have. And I think in terms of brands looking towards you, that's what they kind of value and they'll target you for that reason. Because I think the collaboration that I got at that price was because they also knew who I was because they had followed me from the very beginning. And they thought, hey, I think this would be a great collaboration for you. I would love to, for you to be a part of it. So um, I don't know how to give more detail than that. But it does take time. And you do have to grow your following. And you have to be very on it, so um, very on your page. So um, yeah. That's great. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, for the first five years of my blogging journey, I had a full-time job in accounting, finance, so not related to fashion. I would work for companies in like construction and that I hated, you know. <laughs> Sometimes I pass by through the office that I worked at and I look at it as jail, you know. <laughs> like I really hated it. Uh, so that's why also I guess I had that like creative side that I wanted to express outside of my nine-to-five job so in terms of monetizing um, now that I'm like a social media manager most of my income comes from that and blogging is just a side income uh, for in terms of like money for a post usually for my size of a blogger which is about 10k right now it's like 75 to 100 dollars a post or it could be an exchange of services or like clothing items or accessories for like $200, $300. Like it really varies from brand to brand, their budget, like if I reach out to them or they reach out to me. Usually I have more control when brand reach out to me or it's an agency. And if I reach out to them, it means basically I wanted more, you know, because I really like that specific brand. So I'm willing to do work for like less money or like less value just because I like it so much. That's it. <coughs> All right, my turn. I have no idea where to start. So as most of you probably, uh, as most of my friends know, I dropped out of school and the only reason why I'm not in school anymore because I keep forgetting to sign up for school. Um, how I make a living. So I am basically, I have two companies. I'm mostly a food photographer and a product photographer. I have my production company that takes care of shooting pictures and videos. And I have a branding company that takes care to change the image of companies. So that's where I get most of my money. But I also went through many routes where I became a barber, I became a style consultant. You know, it was amazing cluster uh, of things to do. In terms of Instagram, for me, it's mostly, I don't really mind getting free products because a lot of companies don't reach out to me to give me products and do collaboration because if you read my caption, it's not really, I'd say, advertisement friendly. (laughs) So a lot of times, 
Uh, companies send me hair products and face products because we're all in our 20s and we're kind of broke, so I can't afford skincare. Um, so I don't mind working, posting pictures for skincare, but I think the biggest, generally speaking, if someone reached out to me, it'd be within the realm of 50, 60 bucks for a sponsored post. But the biggest I've ever gotten, and it's actually a funny story, was a bag from Coach. Uh, I was playing pool with my friend one day and I got an email and I read it was like Coach X Dapper Card Collaboration. And I thought the email was fake at first. I was like, ain't no way no one's gonna send me a coach bag until I saw they made a typo in my name so I knew it was a human that actually typed an email. <laughs> and then fast forward two weeks later after I accepted the offer, my mom called me swearing to me in Vietnamese saying what did I order from the internet? And I came back home, there was a nice coach bag and to be honest, that bag was around 500 bucks. I got it for free for three pictures. So that's probably one of the best stories I've had from Instagram. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's awesome. And you, you're all probably really embedded in the, uh, in the fashion niche. I'd like to know what's a growing trend. If I was someone who was jumping into fashion right now, what's something that you have your eyes on? Is it menswear? Is it I? Accessories. Oh, I have to think about that one. I don't really know. It's probably embarrassing. I probably should know. Okay, you, yeah, you yeah. can start. You can ask answer for girls. <laughs> uh, one of <laughs> one of my obsessions right now is hair clips. I think I think it's very like cute and Instagrammable. And all of my blogger friends, we all share the same fashion kind of right now. Also for like fashion, I think like Croc affect uh, ankle boots. Uh, what else? Yeah. Nothing of what I'm wearing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, definitely the barrettes. So, like yeah. the pearl barrettes, like the mm. gold earrings, similar to the ones that you're wearing yeah. now. And um, what was I going to say? I'd say plaids as well, like plaid blazers, plaid everything. That's what you're wearing right yeah. now. <laughs> that was, I w yeah. That was, um, what did I want to say? Um, what about Danny? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, on to menswear. So I'm mostly into classic menswear. There's a lot of trends going on. They keep dying and coming back and dying and coming back, and I don't know how to stop it. So uh, what's really into it, uh, into nowadays for guys especially, it's roll back 20, 30 years into like black and white pictures of menswear, pleated pants, double-breasted jackets, large ties, different colored jackets, like brown, like stuff you don't see, like not blue, not gray, it's like different colors. Like if you wanna see good menswear things, Korea, Japan, those are like the rising kind of countries when it comes to fashion because their style is just exceptional. Anything you see at PT Womo, kind of throw it outside the box because they're what we call peacocks. They just show up there like 20 degree weather with two overcoats and a scarf, and I just don't understand how they're not dying of heat. But a lot of the tailors in Japan and Korea are actually very like pioneers of fashion nowadays, where if you wanna be really relevant in menswear, take a look at what they're doing. But other than that, what I say in general, generality in menswear, whatever you wear, regardless if it's like thin lapels, 
you know, sneakers, short pants, crop pants, whatever you like. As long as you feel comfortable wearing what you like, you're gonna look awesome. Don't let anyone ever tell you that otherwise. I think this, this working right. I think uh, the only two things that I can think of right now that are really um, look, they're things I like. I don't know if they're really trending that much, but I know that neon uh, colors for guys. Like I know, like a lot of people are wearing a lot of neon jackets, neon shoes. Uh, like I have a pair of really bright yellow Air Force Ones on my house that my girlfriend got for me. Um, I also have like a really big oversized um, pink neon sweater, and I just think that. Um, when I first started getting in, into fashion and clothing, but like street style, like more or less, I was dressing more like dark, you know, like um, like just neutral colors, like white, black, gray, whatever. And over the last like year, I would say that I kind of transitioned to more like colorful clothing. And I'm not saying to go out dressing like a freaking rainbow, but like you know, if you have like let's say like one item that kind of stands out more from the rest, I think it adds like a bit of a like a, a bit of spice to the outfit, not to keep it. Not to keep it like boring and bland, but to add a bit of color and it makes it look really cool. And I think the other thing, I think this has been really big for girls for a long time, but like pumps, like pump shoes. I know, uh, yeah, there you go, see? Uh, I know um, a couple of brands, like if you look at brands like Balenciaga or let's say uh, Calvin Klein or Moschino, whoever you want to look at, a lot of them will have like the big chunky dad shoe. And then now they have the chunky dad shoe that has a platform. So it's like really going above and beyond. So I think you can look really sick if you have like a chunky, um, that shoe type of pump or like a neon shirt, you literally don't. So, uh, so yeah. <laughs> that should be my thing, so. Oh, careful the one, yes. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I think it confessed. <laughs> All right, so, but one last question before we, we wrap things up and then go to the Q&A. A lot of brands were built on YouTube. A lot of brands were built on Facebook. A lot of brands have been built on Instagram. What's the next step? Where's the next, and like, like could be one sentence answer. What do you think is next? Okay. <laughs> LinkedIn maybe if that's with the, I'm not really big on LinkedIn. I know I've heard about that actually, like LinkedIn is like the next, maybe not for like what we do, but like I know LinkedIn is like probably one of the next platforms to like build your professional profile. Um, not to say in terms of professional, but like, yeah, you guys know what I mean. Um, I know that TikTok's kind of really booming now. One of, uh, one of our friends, Goody actually, I'm gonna shout him out. Oh, I didn't even know. Okay, well, anyways, I'm gonna speak on behalf of our, our buddy Goody. He, he started, I think, TikTok like four months ago and he has like, I think, 500K like followers right now. So as far as brand building, 600, okay, well, whatever it is. Uh, and that's in a very short period of time. That's like, a lot of people are saying that like TikTok, at the state it is now, it's where Instagram was in 2011, where it was very easy to grow, easy to gain traction. Uh, the algorithm is not very um, mature in that sense, so it's easy to have um, a larger reach with a small amount of followers. So I would say professionally LinkedIn and for the same thing that we're doing on Instagram, I think TikTok is the next big uh, the next big thing. I'm not on TikTok. I mean, I am, but like, I don't think it's seriously, so I probably should. Probably should. Probably should. <laughs> yeah, so I have to agree with that. I definitely think it's going towards TikTok. I think uh, in terms of growth, it's definitely good to have a YouTube page because like photos are becoming, like they're static and people are leaning more towards video. Of course, TikTok, it's a platform where it's just videos. So similar to Instagram, you have like your own feed. And TikTok's like more funny videos with music and it's like, you really get to see somebody's humor. So I think in terms of like, 
people. Like, I think we all kind of relate in some way in terms of the, how we find things funny. Like, it's a lot easier to relate to somebody that, like, you, you, you made a joke and, like, I find it funny. And it's like, you kind of have that, like, that similarity between each other. And it's like, okay, that, like, attraction towards that person. So it's like, if you come across a TikTok page and you share the same humor as somebody, it's very easy to want to kind of follow them and see what they're up to, right? Because mm -hmm. you kind of you kind of connect to that person in some way, which I think that was the goal of Instagram, right? It's either like you follow that person because like you share similarities or you have inspiration from that person. So I think uh, in terms of like TikTok, it's leaning towards like more humor, like having fun, video taking, because I know privately, we all take videos of ourselves either doing something really funny or like doing something funny to like whoever we're living with. Like I've seen plenty from my little cousins and I'm telling you, they're all over YouTube and TikTok right now. So I think that's definitely where we're headed. So I agree with uh, Bianca, I think TikTok and YouTube since videos are just generally more engaging, you know, for the audience, so people relate to you more, they get to know you on a different level, because Instagram is more like about photographers still, even though we have like stories and stuff like that, we can share each TV. Uh, LinkedIn, I don't think that much for like fashion blogging right now, because it's more like professional oriented, like I'm not sure. Um, so that's it, like for me, videos right now, I feel like it's very time consuming, like to edit, to film, it takes a lot of time, especially if you're very new to this. So I'm more about Instagram. Can I cut you this here? Mm -hmm. uh, what about blogging? What's the state of blogging right now? Mm -hmm. I mean, okay. Sorry, that's the state. <laughs> no. oh? Is it a good idea to start a blog in 2020? A blog? Um, I agree with Carmelo, like right now it's a lot harder than it was seven, five years ago because the algorithm is not the same. Like right now it would take a lot more work, uh, creating organic engagement, like reaching out to brands, like it's just a lot harder to get visible right now because the order is no longer chronological and there is more competition sorry, as well. There's a lot more bloggers and everyone saw an opportunity in that. So I guess, yes, if you're really passionate about that and you're ready to put in all the work and your time in that, then I would say yes. Can I interject? Yes, yeah, I'm gonna interject one second. I know that like back in the day, like I used to read this blog. Um, I don't know if you guys know Marcel Flores. He's like a really big um, Instagrammer. He has like 500K. Anyways, he, he started blogging in 2011. And the blog posts were fairly large, like Danny's, like a thousand, two thousand words, and people would read them. You know, like I would read them, but I don't think I don't think anybody now is going to be reading two and a half thousand word blogs about a pair of shoes you bought. Like you know, that was a thing years ago because it was so new. Like, why did this guy buy these shoes? Like, where can I get these shoes? Why does he like them? Now it's like, okay, these are nice. Where do I get them? And even like on Instagram captions, like. They used to be like, for me, I think, they used to be a lot longer. And now you'll see like anything, for me, anything longer than three lines, I don't read. I don't know about you guys, but like I just think that as far as blogging in the writing sense, like to write an article about photos, I don't think it's really going to be a, a thing in the future. And uh, and yeah, that's, that's what I think. I just want to add uh, to Carmelo. Yeah, sorry. Because, uh, yes, I think blogging, like having an actual website as a blog doesn't make a lot of sense right now. Like creating a website on WordPress or Weeks, 
because people don't want to leave the platform a lot right now. They want to see everything on the platform, like within Instagram, for example. Like they want to see what you're doing in the day, and you like they want to read and like see what you wear in the day, what you eat, where you go, who do you hang out with, like all in one place. So I would say if some like if you're thinking about creating a blog, it's better to to just like create a longer captions and like say what you want to say within the the Instagram post or like Instagram story. All right, so you guys got lucky because this is actually my job to brand companies. So let's shotgun through every single platform real quick. TikTok, 100% conversion rate. So not conversion rate is, I mean, like there's like a 100% engagement rate because you don't choose which videos you look at, you stumble across them. So every single person that goes across your video will look at your video regardless. And on top of that, the UX and UI design of TikTok is designed so that if you like the video, you can follow the person immediately or like the thing. Also, TikTok demographic within eight, 16 year old, easily. So if your content is, I'm a dentist, I'm boring, I fix teeth. <laughs> Try to make it fun so that a 12 year old would want to bring their parents to your thing. So that's TikTok. LinkedIn, more professional, that's where you connect to a lot of like professionals. The use of LinkedIn is more used to, for example, if you want certain professional contacts. If you're a blogger and you're like, hey, this guy I know owns a brand of clothing somewhere, I might reach out to him eventually. That's useful to have, to have a large network. Instagram, Instagram's kind of like iffy nowadays because everyone and their uncle can join Instagram and just post whatever. The thing about Instagram is that's where you post your best stuff. It can do videos, photos, but Instagram nowadays is just a platform that is the easiest. Therefore, if it's the easiest, might not be the best platform out there, but some people still succeed on it. YouTube, YouTube nowadays is turning slowly into TV. A lot of people go on YouTube and YouTube facilitates that by having the autoplay. So if your channel is made, for example, as a TV show where every once a week you post content and someone who stumbles across your channel can go, oh, next episode, next episode, next episode, they can binge watch for three hours. So if you wanna start YouTube, definitely look towards more posting consistently. Your content might be trash, no offense, but if it has a bit of consistency in it and you post every single week, even stuff that is very redundant, as in how to tie a tie, how to iron a shirt, and you have a series of that, people can binge watch through it and they're gonna follow you for more content. Uh, what else platform do we have? Facebook. 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 Remember, Facebook loves Facebook. Everyone on Facebook wants to say on Facebook, how many of you have ever seen a link on Facebook click, and then decided to click on it? Nobody wants to click a link outside of Facebook. They wanna click on a video, they wanna click on a picture. So whatever content you do has to stay within Facebook and cannot, in, cannot be recycled from any other uh, social media platforms you have. But if you have a YouTube channel, feel free to just put the video directly on your page. Also, Facebook, the best thing is that it's easily shareable with people. They can post on their page, it can send to people, they can send through Messenger, they can tag people, that's very strong. 
So any content that is engaging that forces people to actually want to look at your content will be better for Facebook. Now blogging. Blogging is kind of a dying world, but it's still very useful for a lot of people who are looking for, for i.e. Tra travel destination or other things. So if, for example, you're a higher income person and you don't want to go through Instagram, you don't want to go through YouTube to look at the best travel destination, you're going to type on, YouTube, uh, on Google, top 10 best travel destination if I have a million dollars. And that's where blogging comes in useful because if you write these top four, top five best pieces, oh, fashion advices, and you're good at your SEO and good at branding, you can eventually make those pages pop up and transfer, convert these people from your Instagram, uh, from your blog to your Instagram, to your YouTube. But at the end of the day, what I tell people, it's not a cumulation of one. It's what I call divide and conquer. It's try to take every platform by storm, small at a time. If you see a platform is growing, put a bit more effort into it. So as you put more effort into it, you'll see that one platform is growing more. Some people grow on blogs, some people grow on LinkedIn. I have a friend who has like 500 likes on his picture every time he posts. So it's more have a cumulation of all platform and eventually as you go on and on, you'll find a platform that's good for you, but you'll have a bunch of other platform to also help you out. Oh, I forgot Twitter. Twitter is a conversational app. No one wants to see pictures or long text on Twitter. These are, Twitter is the best app for you to talk to your audience. So if you have a lot of people on Instagram who wants to DM you or anything, bring them back to Twitter so they can send small questions, small things, and then eventually you can answer those small things really quickly and people can chime in into the conversation. That's where Twitter shines. But every platform has their pros and cons. You just have to find out your demographic, your brand, what you want to promote, and then split them all across all platforms equally until you find something that pops up. Awesome. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you liked it. Make sure to follow us on all our social media. For more, check out creatorhq.org. Creator HQ is a community of content creators located in Montreal and beyond. Join the community. It's free.